There's almost no way to escape the scrutiny of fans, especially those that paid to see a live event. Anything from devotion to the athletes, unmet expectations, mind-altering substances, single-digit IQs, or any combination of the above can become a story on its own, or at worst, go a step too far. I'm Balian from MMA On Point, and here are 10 moments that enraged MMA audiences. Number 10, the Edinburgh Riot. So let's take a trip to the great lands of Scotland for a little regional MMA action. Much like the rest of the UK, there's a good burgeoning combat sports scene up there. And despite it only being Forza Fighting Championship's fifth event, try and let that stop Scottish people from having a good time. Honestly though, if you ask me, I think the promoter's first mistake was starting this event at just 12 o'clock in the afternoon in what was meant to be a day-long MMA showdown. Yeah, this also meant that everyone started drinking pretty early, which, you know, when you're at university means you'll just pass out by 5pm. But when it's an MMA event, yeah. Needless to say, before the final fights could take place, rival MMA supporters in the crowd got into arguments, which led to a full-on brawl, with people being glassed and fist-fighting breaking out on the streets, eventually leading to Scottish authorities shutting down the entirety of Queen Street, which is basically right in the centre of the city. And apparently only a few individuals were to blame, but I don't know if you've been to many regional shows, it's often about the rivalries between various gyms and teams, and honestly, although pretty disappointing, I guess not too surprising. My blood's up! My blood's up! Number 9, Ally Quinta vs Jorge Masvidal. Before his record-setting KO of Ben Askren and backstage confrontation with Leon Edwards, the career of Jorge Masvidal was more defined by his unfortunate pattern of being on the wrong end of split decisions. Either way, it seemed any time the three judges weren't unanimous on the winner, they'd go against Jorge. And perhaps even more unfortunately, it would happen at pivotal moments in his career where a win would have pushed him into the title discussion. This was certainly also the case at UFC Fight Night 63, where the former backyard street fighter would meet another lightweight on a free fight win streak. Al Iaquinta, the best realtor around, baby. After a very tough 15 minutes, which included a clear first round for Game Red, the scorecards immediately got a rise out of the crowd at Fairfax, Virginia's Patriot Center. Current whipping boy of the sport and longtime garbage judge, Doug Crosby's 30-27 for Raging Hour was met with instant vitriol. But when Cardo Uso also cast the final vote to declare a victory for Al, the reactions only got more heated. It was bad enough to taint Al's post-fight interview, prompting him to curse out the crowd. Are you guys booing me? Are you guys, you better not boo me. I bought my ass off, you. And leave the cage, abandoning John Anik's attempt to keep the conversation going. Honestly, I think the crowd would have booed anyone in that situation. Number eight, Rose v. Carla 2. The first time Carla Esparza and Rose Nabayunas met to determine who would be the inaugural UFC strawweight champion, Thug Rose hadn't reached her final form, and the far more experienced Esparza would easily out-wrestle and submit her. But at UFC 274, the now champion, who had since blossomed into a fan favorite capable of destructive finishes, she'd have a chance at redemption against the grappling specialist that worked her way back into the title picture. At the very least, you'd think we would have got an exciting clash of styles, but instead we got a hesitant performance from both ladies, as feints, evasion, misstrikes, and failed takedown attempts provided little action to enjoy and even left the commentary team debating scoring criteria trying to avoid using the dreaded 10-10 scorecard. I, I, I just don't see how anyone could have any confidence in what they're doing to this point. The end of each round was met with bored jeering of the crowd and frustrated taunts which were pretty much audible on the 
broadcast. Considering this was a card headlined by violent deities Charles Oliveira and Justin Gaethje, and the previous bout ended in an all-time great KO from Michael Chandler, oh man, it made things feel so much worse. But to add insult to injury, the fan favorite lost a belt in the decision. On the plus side, Esparza, who got married just days after the fight, had no bruises in her wedding photos, but she did have a championship belt. Number seven is UFC Mexico. For years, the UFC has been trying to gain traction in Mexico, one of the most hardcore boxing markets with a deep cultural tradition of high-level fist fighting. With a few misfires in creating a Mexican star for the company to flaunt, hopes were high for Yair Rodriguez. The tough Latin America winner and high-flying kickboxer, he would be paired alongside another action-heavy featherweight with Mexican roots, Jeremy Stevens. What could go wrong? Well, just 15 seconds into the main event, we get the answer to that question. Rodriguez accidentally eye-poked Stevens, forcing everything to kind of pause. Even eye-poke expert and color commentator Michael Bisping initially doubted the seriousness of it. Didn't appear to be too bad, but listen, it wasn't my eyeball. But despite appearances, Stevens was unable to open his eye even after ref Herb Dean stalled the ringside position as long as he could before he had to force a no-contest stoppage. Oh man, the crowd did not like that. Their eager anticipation for the main event quickly turned into explosive frustration as debris was hurled towards a still half-blinded Stevens. Brendan Fitzgerald literally hid under the commentary table as Bisping vocally dismissed the ice and Modelo that bounced off him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I just got Modelo in the face. In a comical display of hometown loyalty, the crowd cheered Rodriguez after he sat on top of the fence and motioned to everyone at the Mexico arena. But the guy who literally wasted weeks of his life training and did nothing wrong other than getting his brain tickled, yeah, fuck that guy because that makes sense. Number six, Benson Henderson and Gilbert Melendez. Gilbert Melendez had a unique opportunity at UFC on Fox 7. The Scrap Pack member had the chance to add to his legacy at the very same venue, San Jose's HP Pavilion, that housed some of his signature moments as the Strikeforce lightweight champion, whilst also avenging his teammate, Nate Diaz. The defending champ, Benson Henderson, was undoubtedly in enemy territory for his third title defense. And the crowd made that very clear by showing all of its love for Melendez and showering Henderson with boo during the introductions. The highly technical, competitive and close fight provided enough action to please the masses over the distance, but things rapidly changed when the split decision was read for, yeah, you guessed it, Benson Henderson. And in the midst of the fury of the over 13,000 in attendance, Smooth did the unthinkable. He used his post-fight interview to propose to his girlfriend. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's not what the crowd thought. That toothpick-chewing nice guy that had just fought for 25 minutes as the best lightweight in the world had the audacity to express his love after the reliefs of successfully concluding a long training cycle and defending his title against one of the greatest fighters in the world. Son of a bitch. Completely unbothered by the jeering of unromantic savages of San Jose, Ben proceeded to pop the question and got the answer he was hoping for. Number five, it's UFC 61. The rivalry between Tito Ortiz and Ken Shamrock is undoubtedly one of the most important in the history of the UFC. And while the two pioneers provided us with some more than funny moments during the promotional runs, I'm gonna beat you until the living death. 
and helped the company reach new heights in terms of popularity and pay-per-view buys, they certainly didn't deliver in the octagon. Well, not every time. Four years after the lopsided beating Shamrock received at UFC 40, he was granted another chance at the Huntington Beach bad boy. I guess because the rivalry was still hotter than the flames on Tito's shorts. Marshmallow hey, boy. Little bitch monkey. While Ortiz was riding a free fight win streak at the time, Shamrock had been quickly KO'd in his previous two outings. Maybe Herb kept this in mind as the main event of the appropriately titled UFC 61 Bitter Rivals began unfolding in a predictable manner. Less than 30 seconds into the contest, Shamrock was slammed into the floor. 30 seconds after that, he was pinned to the fence and on the receiving end of Ortiz's legendary ground and pound. Herb didn't really have a choice. He kind of mercifully stopped the bout a couple of moments later, but it absolutely pissed off all the fans at the Mandalay Bay that apparently came to see Shamrock get mangled even further. The iconic chance of bullshit came down and loud boos accompanied Ortiz's trademark gravedigger celebration. The noise was so disruptive that Bruce Buffer had to do a rare second take reading the official result and Ortiz struggled to be heard during his post-fight interview with Randy Couture. Even Shamrock and his team were shown cursing at the crowd as they headed backstage. The only thing that slowed down the general disapproval of the audience was Tito opening the door for a third and even more unnecessary fight. Number four, Ultimate Athlete 2. The name Rick Slayton probably doesn't mean much to most fight fans. That's because the journeyman's two and three career record was pretty unremarkable and he never fought for a major promotion. However, if you were a law enforcement officer in California, that name might ring a bell. I don't know how many of you guys are law enforcement officers in, in California. That's, that's a bit of a long shot. But it's because when Slayton was training for MMA, he was believed to be an enforcer for the Mongols MC until becoming a born again Christian in prison just like Jason. For his pro debut, Slayton was booked to face Leo Paul Linchkin at Ultimate Athlete 2 with the support of some of his friends, let's call them. When Slayton need Leo in the groin and the action was halted, the Mongols in the crowd decided it was time to express their frustration by tossing drinks towards the cage. Seems like there's a little bit of ruckus in the, uh, uh, in the crowd. Yeah, we've got beer coming into the ring now. Other members of the audience, though, ended up being on the receiving end of said beverages, and it started arguments and drinks being thrown backwards, which quickly escalated into a festival of felonious mayhem. Though security guys with the event staff shirts nor the peacekeeping efforts of Dave Scholler were in enough to contain the shit show. Instead, fully armed sheriff's deputies in tactical gear were deployed to restore order and tend to the reported stab victims. Number three, the ACB 90 brawl. Okay, well there's a few clear do's and don'ts in MMA, isn't there? Definitely give your all. If you can, show respect to your opponent. Definitely don't drink hot chocolate right before a fight. And yeah, obviously a big one. Don't punch your opponent after the bell, you dingus, because you might just start a riot. Uh, apparently though, no one told that to Tamir Nagibin. To be fair, the situation surrounding the ending of his fight with Georgie Karakanyan wasn't exactly standard. And after a tense build-up between the two fighters on social media, including Nagibin threatening to put a bottle up Georgie's anus, big stream, they met at ACB 90 in Moscow. It all kicked off when Georgie had Tamir in a choke and he thought he put him to sleep. So he turned to ref Herb Dean and basically said, yo, this guy's sleeping. But uh, he wasn't. In fact, Nagibin thought the fight was still going and so he drilled Georgie in the face. He was actually DQ'd because Herb technically had already stopped the bout and while he was making his way out of the cage heading backstage, Georgie supporters kicked off and started a brawl in the crowd. Suffice to say, they were pissed and in an atmosphere like that with that many people, things can escalate quickly. There were also several fights that broke out in the stands as well, but luckily though, riot police were on standby to de-escalate the situation. Not sure if that's standard for Russian MMA events or... Uh... Number two, it's UFC 229. 
With reported 2.4 million pay-per-view buys in the eyes of the general sports world, UFC 229 went on the books as the biggest event in the history of the promotion. Needless to say, a regular fight night card lineup couldn't do those numbers, alright? It would take two of MMA's most popular champions who happen to despise each other as well, which definitely helped. Of course, we all remember that often discussed brawl that broke out between both corners afterwards. But in addition to the true hatred between Conor McGregor and Habib Nurmagomedov, they have also had their own savagely devoted fan bases willing to travel around the world to watch them perform and let's just say are just as passionate. The raucous and at times tense pre-fight build-up completely spilled over into Las Vegas as both groups converged on the strip. Proper 12, cultural ties, religious loyalties and plain stupidity led to many incidents that made their way to social media. Whether everyone was angry at the result or just angry is still kind of hard to tell. Number one, Pentagon Combat. Enzo Gracie, there's a man who's no stranger to extracurricular fights, many of those that took place on the streets of Brazil as the Jiu-Jitsu Empire had a fierce rivalry with the equally influential Luta Livre clan. The two worlds would collide in Rio de Janeiro at Pentagon Combat where Enzo would face Luta Livre fighter Eugenio Tardio. Despite the fight itself being a relatively slow and methodical affair that would certainly be met with disapproval from modern fans, a firmly divided audience consisting of members of both sides add to the notable tension in the room. Every bit of offense from both men prompted audible responses from each respective faction. Gradually, sitting in a chair just didn't suffice for some of them and an increasing number found their way closer and closer to the cage. It wasn't long before there were people literally hanging off the fence and actively interfering with the fight. Luta Livre members who were apparently thrilled to see Tadiu drop an exhausted Henzo with leg kicks decided that wasn't good enough and kicked him in the head through the fence. Just after the fight was stopped, and people started entering the cage, the lights shut out and chairs began flying. Reportedly, journalists had to hide under the cage to escape harm. And then an ill-advised police officer fired his weapon in the air in an attempt to calm down the crowd. Yeah, a stadium pop. When has that calmed down anyone? The dramatic scene led to a three-year ban of NHB events in Rio de Janeiro and inspired the promoters to create ADCC, partly because kicking people in the head would be against the rules. Only takes one to ruin everyone's fun, I tell you. A big shout out to Luke Taylor for editing this video. You can find him and some of his amazing artwork on Twitter at cool2me underscore. Shout out to Ben Rosette and the excellent music he provided during the intro video. His music can be found on streaming platforms everywhere. There is a link in the description and follow him at Ben Rosette on Instagram and on Twitter. Thank you very much for watching everyone today. Please go ahead and like and subscribe if you did enjoy the content. We upload at least three videos every week for your viewing pleasure. Go ahead and leave a comment below if you want to join in the discussion and follow us on Twitter at MMA on Point and myself at Balian underscore plays. You can now jump in and join the community discord as well if you want to continue the discussion further and I hope you've enjoyed yourselves. I'll see you in the next one.